You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Ramblers Podcast presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy, uh, a.k.a. I might do a bitch, but I won't do Facebook. And I am joined <laughs> by my friend and my co-host. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's Candice. Uh, you can find me on all social media, not so newly at PC. Um, welcome to the Smooth Brain episode. All right. Uh, every, <laughs> what? Oh, every right. motherfucker we finna discuss on this episode got brain smoother than the leather <laughs> in the Cadillac Escalade, okay? brains as smooth as an ice skating rink as we get ready for the for the winter olympics okay uh <laughs> my bad friend jeremy getting over a cold and i'd have made him laugh laughing the worst shit you could do when you sick <laughs> you get to coughing up your fucking lung but it's <laughs> that's what y'all came for it's gonna be <laughs> what is gonna be everybody's stupid Everybody's stupid. Um, we got a jam-packed show today. We're going to be covering Love and Hip Hop Family Reunion, uh, Selling Tampa, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, which mwah, chef's kiss. And then we're going to close it out by discussing this uh, exclusive interview that Ari- Ariane, Ariane Curry, uh, mistress Ariane. of, well, Ari- is it Ariane? Yeah. That Ariane Curry, uh, I don't want to call her a mistress. That is Martel Holt's other partner. Um, those, you know, if you watch that interview, you know why I say that. Mistresses come and go when motherfuckers cheating. But this woman had been around for nearly all of Martel and Mel- Melody's marriage. <laughs> Let that sink in. Melody almost, and Martell's marriage. You almost said that like Melody was meddling in, in their relationship. She was. She was the side wife. Ariane was the was the full-time girlfriend. And Melody was this just I got a theory. We're gonna save it to the end. I'm gonna tell you my theory, and y'all gonna be like, you know what, bitch? You right. But let's get into love and hip hop. First things first. I think we said it last week, but it bears repeating that Jonathan and Zell Swag didn't have storylines on their own shows. Jonathan briefly had one when he confronted his parents about trying to do conversion therapy on him when he was a child. But after that, he hasn't really had a storyline except for trying to be a bone uh, collector and carrier, but he's not good at it. So I really don't care to see you and Zell Swag arguing about who's more gay. Y'all trying to have an oppression off. And the fact of the matter is, it don't matter. Y'all both dabble in dick. So, Zell, even if you you present yourself as being a bisexual man, you still was on OnlyFans fucking Bobby Lights. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Shout out to shout out to my baby Ralph Rashad, who was a great friend of Curtis. Met Ralph when we went down for Curtis' funeral, and um, shout out to Ron as well. But we have kept in touch. They watch a lot of the same shows that we cover on here, and they always uh, tag me when some mess is afoot. And when I was talking about Zell uh, trying to have a gay off with um, Jonathan, he was like, which is weird because. They be uh Zell and Bobby Lights be on OnlyFans sucking and fucking each other to the high moons. So 
<laughs> if I was if I, if I was in better shape, this would have been one of the episodes where we we had the video cameras on, and if my if scanners could have just seen my face, fucking face, whoa. I know, I know. I was waiting for you to get better before we go ahead and do um our premiere video cast and put it nigga, up on our Patreon. <laughs> yeah. Excuse <laughs> um, me. Yeah, I just I don't. I almost said something extremely racist. (laughs) I know. What's to talk about here? Like bisexual, uh, gay, uh, questioning, curious, whatever, whatever the case may be. Y'all both dabble in dick, and there's no reason to try to have an oppression Olympics just because you present as more masculine than Jonathan. Zell swag doesn't mean you need to go around talking about he more gay in this than the third. Y'all do a lot of the same shit in the bedroom. I want so y'all to leave us alone with that contrived storyline. Like if that's the best y'all can do to create beef for them to, it didn't work. It's dumb. Please leave us alone. Get them off my damn TV. Um, why do y'all keep trying to force Safari and Erica Mena together? Yes, it's great. They may have had a moment of clarity, but the fact of the matter is two toxic motherfuckers with a ton of emotional trauma and baggage are not going to have a healthy marriage. Let's call a thing a thing. They're also very stupid. Brains are smooth. That's because Nikki Nikki definitely knocked the ridges out of Safari brain. (laughs) That we know for sure. Um, anybody who ever messed with Rich Dollars, I know they have a smooth brain because he looks like foreskin. I was say because he, he looks like, he, he looks, looks smooth as fuck. He looks like a piece of foreskin, like that got removed during a circumcision. He just looks pale, slovenly, and disgusting and greasy. So it looks like if somebody yeah. put a bunch of eggs like in. And uh, and like one of them little. No, sauces. he looked like he looked like chicken skin before you cook chicken. He looked like chicken. He looked like raw chicken skin. Like you put it in one of them little one of them little dollar sauces you get from like Dollar General and shit. And a pornography mustache. Nah, you know what? All right. Just saying. Um, Not you saying the, he got a Ron Jeremy mustache. Um. <laughs> I, I thought Erica's, uh, first of all, no disrespect to Yo-Yo, but disrespect, nobody want to hear you rapping in 2021. Take them 1989 raps back and, and put them in your fanny pack and zip it up and glue the zipper and then put it in candle wax and preserve it. Then dip that candle waxed fanny pack with your wraps in it, put it in concrete. Let it set up, let it cure for 28 days, and then throw that bitch in the ocean. That's a lot of steps, right? Nobody want to hear you rap, mamas. Period. Okay. Now, shout out to this soul, this this soul food, this black food event you did. Um, I think a lot of people, a lot of Americans, even a lot of black Americans, really don't put the respect on soul food that they should. Um, soul food is a huge part of black American culture and when cooked properly, soul food will get your soul together. But a lot of y'all mammies can't cook and neither could your grandmammy. So I see why y'all be having such disdain for soul food and shit. 
your mama couldn't cook she still can't cook Mm. if she dead she can't cook in heaven it don't matter um it is what it is but erica's event i feel like erica just got a lot of trauma with her like everything if she's not cussing fussing and fighting and arguing she's fucking being extremely hypersexual and I agree with Safari. You didn't set up there. Did he, did she French kiss Amina or it was Amina, right? You set up there, you French kiss Amina, right? And then you get mad at Safari when he like, shit, bring her to the room for a threesome. <laughs> what are we doing? We faking or we freaky? Which one is it? I'm trying to understand. If you're going to be doing all of that for public consumption, but you don't do it in your bedroom, you're doing too fucking much. You're trying to get attention. If your Ooh, man like, ain't never heard of you French kissing women, kissing women, being bicurious, bisexual, why are you choosing now to do shit like that? Attention. For attention. Um, Cisco needs to be committed somewhere either to Weight Watchers or to a mental health facility. You take your choice. You pick. I don't care. But why on fucking earth are you acting like you ever had a chance with Sin Santana after how you treated her years ago? Now, true enough, Sin never had no business in no music studio. She still don't today. But when you tried to barter her pussy for a song, a song dedicated to her brother who committed suicide, what what comeback did you think y'all could ever make from that? We'll never be cool if you do some shit like that to me. Ever. I don't know, like, are you dumb? Yes, extremely dumb. Your brain is as smooth as your bald head. A smooth Olympics, if you will. One is competing for the gold. You know what Cisco looked like? Like if belly button. Like if Eggman from Sonic didn't have the mustache. That's what Cisco looked Mm. like. Mm. Like just shave Mm. off Eggman mustache and then you got Cisco. Cisco man, if you will. Mm. Um, quick, quick little inner. My TV is on while I'm recording. Shout out to Marshawn Lynch. He ain't even in the NFL no more. Your man still keep a bag and an endorsement deal. True. But that's what happened when you're not problematic. And that's what happened when you get out the NFL before uh the possibility of CTE takes over. Hello. My man still got all his wits about him. Um, but back back to this. Let's get to the fight. Um, Erica's still lying about this fake page shit. And this this how I know you not you not the bitch that you claim you are. You a coward. Because if you was a real bitch, you would just own up to it. I don't like the bitch, and I used to go around trolling her on social media. It was your page. You created it. It's now your son's page. You was using that page to troll Sin Santana on Instagram. Just stand up in it. What's she going to do to you? 
what y'all gonna do? What's the worst that could happen? Y'all gonna fight? Y'all titties gonna come out? Y'all asses <laughs> gonna be showing? That sounds like some OnlyFans shit. Take it to OnlyFans. Mud wrestle. Wrestle in a bath of oil, in a in a blow up a uh, pool full of oil or something. But what is the worst that can happen by you saying, "Yeah, bitch, I used to troll you on Instagram." And Erica, I know I don't like you. I'm gonna be honest. I don't like you. You're attractive, yes, but you are a level of uh, dysfunctional that it's not even attractive anymore. Because a little crazy can be cute. A little crazy is cute. But you big crazy. And you big dumb. Because calling Jonathan racist is, it, it, you didn't eat like you thought you ate. Well, you racist and you compare being gay to being black. Ain't you, ra- you the, that's a lot coming from a racist. Don't try to call that man racist to fit your narrative because you want to argue with him. Don't do that. You didn't eat like you thought you ate. And that's a slap in the face to black people while you sitting up with two half black babies and a black husband who really don't want you. Mm. Don't use it as a cut card because if he racist, he been racist and you was his friend at one point and you was smiling up in his face at one point, but now all of a sudden he racist. Mm. That says a lot about you. If mm. you know somebody is racist and you don't call them out until they piss you off, you are complicit and you're racist too. Mm. Put a pin in there. Oh, you didn't... Put a pin in there. Because that's going to be relevant that. when we get to Salt Lake City. Put a pin in that. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. You didn't eat like you thought you ate. You actually made yourself look like a bozo. And I don't think Jonathan was being racist. And I do think he had a valid point with Zell Swag when the community for so long has been forced to hide who they are. And no, you can't hide blackness. But honestly... A lot of times when people come out the closet, they family, what's the first thing they families and friends say? They always Oh, we've been new. We was just waiting for you to say something. So apparently you can't hide that either. It's just who you are. Correct. If you are gay, your gayness is who you are, and you are allowed to be that out in the opening. You shouldn't have to try to hide it. Excuse me. And yeah, and, and let's be honest, people do try to hide their blackness, not physically, but they do try to come appear to be the good Negroes. Mm. Oh, I'm not one of them. I'm a good black. What was that one? Um, fuck. What was that one girl that was on? Was it Dr. Phil? Or she was like, I'll never be like these Negroes. <laughs> yeah. With the fucked up hair? Yeah. <laughs> In the fucked up teeth. Yeah. Like, you may not be able to physically hide it, but a lot of Black people do try to take on a role or portray a character that they aren't one of the Blacks that white people so badly hate. They're a different type of Black. Mm-hmm. So, no, no, Erica, you didn't eat that. You look like a fucking fool. And... um. You know, it is what it is. Now, in the next episode, this ep- the episode airing tomorrow, it looks like Shekana and Erica Minner are going to physically fight each other. Now, I don't know if they were joking or playing, but the previews presented it like it was real smoke to be had. So we'll it's see. It's been a minute since we had a good, a good old round of fisticuffs. Yeah, a good old hoedown, throwdown. 
Right. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. And uh Stevie J will finally make his appearance on this next episode. Well, Stevie J and it looked like he's gonna to... go ahead. No, it looked like he's gonna be copping please with Mimi. I guess him and you know, at this point, things are on the rocks uh with him and Faith. And as we know, um, they have filed for divorce. But again, Faith cheat on as him? I said, that's what they say. But what do you what kind of loyalty you expect for somebody who is eating biggie ass? <laughs> that bitch is a monster. Deep down in her soul, everything is wrong with her. The minute you knew she was eating his his booty, you should have put you y'all should have been friends with benefits. Wasn't no marriage to be had there. That's a savage. That's a savage. Now you can turn a hoe into a housewife, but I don't know if you can turn a savage into a good wife. It's always gonna be deep down within. And eating a nigga who look like that ass is deep right, down let's within. Move on. Let's, let's move okay, on. sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're gonna hop on over to Netflix. Uh, selling Tampa. This was a good episode to me, primarily because I am a. This is a Rena Stan account because my girl said I'm not happy with the way I'm being treated at a lower realty. Let me get my broker's license and let me start putting some pieces into place so I can get the fuck out of here. And that's what you do. There is no such thing. And let me colony using the word loyalty. There is no loyalty in business. Sherelle is not loyal to y'all. She's loyal to her pockets. I'm glad we're here because I was going to bring that up because I did not understand uh, her uh, bringing up loyalty and refusing to see and refusing what I consider to be a very smart business venture. Um, because even if we want to talk about loyalty, hell, uh, she not being loyal. What is uh, Sherelle? Cause let's, let's have a conversation. And I, I've never sold a piece of real estate in my life, but I consider myself to have logic and common sense. First things first, you could have implemented a tiered commission structure that tier commission structure could have been based on selling price. Are you selling a home for a million dollars or are you selling a $9 million home? Are you selling a home for six figures? And it looks like they only deal in seven figure real estate. So you could have had a, you could have a scale. So if you sell a home between one to 5 million, this is your commission. If that home is six to 10 million, this is your commission. If that home is 10 plus million, or 10 million plus, this is your commission. This is what you take home. There were so many ways Sherelle could have changed the commission structure without doing it that flat way and not at that flat rate and not taking um, feedback from her agents. She, she just was, she's unprofessional. I don't like the way she talks about her agents behind their backs. Cause let's be honest. Do you really think your boss go home and talk shit about you behind your back at night? No. So in what world do you feel like this is acceptable as, as a business owner and as a, a boss, why are you talking shit about your agents behind their backs to somebody who works with you? Yeah. Even if you were going to talk shit about them, it should not be with somebody that also works with these ladies. You you should not like, shit where you eat, which is why I don't understand what a colony is a name. 
being on this loyalty this loyalty trip because mom miss mamas has not displayed any type of loyalty to y'all she's displayed unloyalty unprofessionalism and most importantly playing with y'all money and capitalism self-serving capitalism yes she do not care about how y'all eat only that she eats and again listen we live in a capitalist society. There's very little you can do to get it around it. But when you are in a position of power, especially as a black person, are you trying to oppress the way you have been oppressed? Or are you trying to do things differently? A lot of people want to get in positions of power and they want to oppress like they've been oppressed in the past. They don't want to change things up. They really don't. Or even if you were going to change the commission structure, maybe take a little piece of that commission and use it to give your, your agents bonuses at the end of the year or something. Make it worth their while. Like, hey, I implemented this, but one of the benefits of me changing the commission structure is that at the end of our whatever, whenever she ends her fiscal year and does all her finances for taxes and shit like that, you could be like, everybody will get a bonus. It was just a lot she could have done differently. And to act like Rena was being unreasonable for disagreeing with it, lets me know that she's a bozo. Mm -hmm. And then trying to have a sit down with Rena. Well, why did I have to hear from somebody else? You got your broker license. And like Rena said, it was whoever told you it wasn't a business in the first fucking place. You underestimated me. You thought I was shackled here and you keep throwing up that, well, I'm not forcing you to work here. Okay, then bitch, don't worry about what moves I'm making out of, outside of selling the house for you. Don't worry about what the fuck I'm doing then. Leave me alone. I hope that Rena opens up her own brokerage firm. I for sure hope that Ann Sophie comes with her. Because I also didn't like how they pulled her in the office to cry about somebody making a bigger offer. If that man was going to only offer four and a half million or four million on that house, no matter how she did it, somebody else made a higher offer for seven million. That guy wasn't making a seven million offer. So whether she actually put the offer in officially, it was going to get shot down. Let's be honest about it. Mm -hmm. So why are y'all arguing with her? Her client didn't want to pay the seven to nine million. That's no, that's to no fault of her own. Where was y'all clients to buy the house? Why y'all clients didn't have no offers in? You know, the more I watch this show, the more it seems like the title should be selling mess more than selling Tampa. Oh, yeah. I knew this wasn't going to be a show about professional Black women selling real estate because it's on Netflix. <laughs> you know, too, <teacher. laughs> <laughs> when when we see shows like this that aren't messy, they would likely be on like HGTV or something. Yeah. But when you start seeing them on OWN, WeTV, VH1, you know, Netflix and shit like that, it's it's meant to be messy. Which also, I don't like to kneel. 
I don't like Tennille. I don't like that deep ass side part. I don't like that stiff ass Bob. And I didn't like the way she was coming at Alexis, especially after Alexis, you know, let, uh, explained how in the past she'd shown homes for Tennille that went on to sale and Tennille never thought to give her any of the commission, which again goes back to her hounding and Sophie about commission if her client had put an offer on that house, you didn't even get a next girl commission when they were showing houses for you. Don't nobody owe you a piece of their commission, bitch. Especially when you ain't doing the right thing with it, like getting a decent wig. <laughs> what is you doing with your commission? Clearly not seeing a stylist. Clearly. That was episode three. I'm looking forward to episode four. We're just going to, we're covering, we covered the first two episodes as an intro, um, but now we'll be covering it episode by episode till we get to the end of this first season. And I'm not disappointed in selling Tampa. I'll be honest. I really don't watch a lot of HGTV shows. So if it wasn't some mess, I would have clocked out. It's a nice change. Give us mess. Yeah. Give us, give us mess. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing if uh, in this first season, Rena starts her uh, her own brokerage firm or if that'll be the season finale when she when she dropped dropped the ball on their asses and dropped the dropped the bomb and everybody's shocked and Ann Sophie is going with them. Um, but yeah, girl, Colony, back to you. There's no such thing. First of all. She was talking like this was personal. It's not personal. If a job no longer serves you and you have the skills to either venture out on your own or go to a different job where you feel appreciated and valued, that's what the fuck you do. You don't stay in no job and just be miserable as fucking and suck the life out of you. You start thinking of a master plan. This is not about slapping Sherelle in the face. And she talking about, so you want to compete with Sherelle? It. Excuse me, but is there only allowed to be one black brokerage firm in Miami selling prime real estate? Hello? Is that what I'm to understand? Because honestly, I mean, if we if we really want to get to the root with the rate, the way Miss Mama's running things, it's not really that hard to compete with her. If we being honest, if we being honest, it wouldn't be that hard to compete with her. And furthermore, she's not competing with her. If you think Sherelle is the big fish in the, in the sea, you are sadly mistaken. Real estate is still, especially prime luxury real estate, it is still in a market dominated by white people, specifically white men. So no, she's not competing with Sherelle. She would be competing with, with white people. She would be competing with for real, the white for real. Like, so I didn't understand this whole loyalty conversation. This is not about loyalty. This is about making money. Sherelle is doing what's best for Sherelle and Sherelle's company. I suggest y'all do the same. Because she damn sure ain't doing what's best for y'all. Hello? Now, that, now there is your loyalty right there. Yeah. I also want to say that one mansion they showed from a former playmate. Oh my God, it was tacky. <laughs> Ooh, that yeah. shit was ugly. And if they think they finna get 12 million when somebody gonna have to come in there and completely gut that ugly tacky motherfucker, I got news for you. That look house like Mar- was, that mansion was fucking ugly. Look like Mary Crosby designed that shit. 
that's exactly what it looked like. Mike talking about it got the same roof as the La Quinta Inn. (laughs) 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 So, no, that that was definitely not going to uh, sell for 11 million. Just so you know, you know, that's not that's not going to happen. But I do enjoy, like like Jeremy said, selling Tampa is a change of pace. I enjoy that the episodes are 30 minutes or less. Um, I enjoy that the cast is not so big that it's hard to really keep up with what's going on. It's a good show to me. So we're going to keep watching it. Keep a, I'm I'm sure the mess, because we've gotten quite a bit of mess in three episodes, if we being honest. Like shit falling apart in three episodes. So I know it's going to get better. Speaking of mess. Andy, take my money for Salt Lake City this season. Take my (laughs) fucking money. Take my money. My coins, have them. They're yours. This has been one of the messiest seasons of Housewives that we cover i don't we don't do beverly hills and you know orange uh orange county and all this shit we but salt lake city is messy and i'm glad that it has been messy and i want to get to the i want to start where you want to start at friend don't even matter because i got words for everything let's go um this is definitely and will continue to be a Lisa Barlow hate account. Everything that she does, even in her personal life, is fucking weird and it's annoying. Like, even with her son getting ready for prom, this not your prom. Your heyday is over, bitch. Find you something to do. <laughs> like, she damn sure. So, fucking life. She damn sure. So, she was being. She damn sure was going to took it. Let, you know, let, let me get in the picture and just and ch- just fix it for you. The baby photographer me. to like, no, we want your son. We want the person going to prom in the picture first. Yeah, but can I just get in? No, you can't. <laughs> no. no. No, you cannot. Go find you something to do, bitch. You are 50. You are 50. Um, With too many noses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Leave us alone, Lisa. Uh, your I will damn never son not drag. Like... <laughs> oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Say what you was finna say. Yo, yo, damn son over here looking like bitch. You don't go take a nap. Her son was definitely aggravated with her. Like imagine you just got your tux. You try you get t- trying to take your pictures, getting ready to impress your shoulder to, to the prom, and then all of a sudden here go your mama being like, "Oh, let me just smile for the camera. girl." If you don't go season some rice. Something. Well, cook some peas, something. Girl, go on. I've enjoyed dragging Jen Shaw this season because Jen Shaw is a narcissist and some type of sociopath to truly think that people are believing this bullshit she's selling us on this season. <laughs> you, Mama, I, Mama I, can I, act, can't she? Every, I want to reiterate over and over again, Homeland Security, the FBI, the NYPD are not knocking at your door. You do not have pending charges because they made some grave fucking mistake. This is not the bullshit blog sites who sometimes get it right and sometimes don't. 
these motherfuckers have investigated this woman for years prior to this show even coming to fruition. This is not them investigating for 90 days and moving in hot. I'm pretty sure they have been investigating her and her partner for years now. They got a they got a file on you, girl. They have a file on you, and they finally caught a big break to nail y'all to the cross. Well, honestly, when you think about it, getting on TV was probably the dumbest thing they could have done. But the dumbest thing she did, and honestly, if you were gonna get on TV, you should have shut everything the fuck down. You should have shut it down. Once you got this contract, once you knew you were going to be on TV, you should have shut your illegal operations down. Or at least cut your ties. But, you know, you want to be honest, and this is about greed. This is full-fledged greed. Um, Sometimes, maybe like right around the start of the season, somebody had posted Coach Shaw's salary. He makes well into the six figures, so well into the six figures that after taxes, he probably still grows to six figures. Oh. Jen, you are a phenomenal event planner. Why not turn that into a lucrative business? Because she does. Why not be a luxury event planner? If you can throw an $80,000 birthday party for Meredith Marks, you can absolutely plan birthday parties for some of the best of the best and the wealthiest of the wealthiest. Hell, you could have helped Whitney plan this Wild Rose uh, bullshit skincare line launch party. <laughs> Nobody buying that shit, bitch. <laughs> wild nose. As in nobody knows about the Wild pass. <laughs> no, wild no, nobody want, pass. Nobody want no Wild Iris Rose bullshit on their face. <laughs> Like, don't you know? Wild Rose, bitch. Wild that's Ro- girl, of, that's, some, that's some cheap that's liquor. That's the name of some cheap liquor. Hello? <laughs> Nobody want no Boone's Farm <laughs> on their face. <laughs> that's like name of, name of some cologne for loco. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Nobody wants that shit. But, Jen, you're a, you're a liar. And to sit up there, if you don't see that the the end game wasn't worth what you were doing. You you got your mom liquidating her retirement account, selling her property, selling her homes and all kind of shit. The fact, and you keep bringing up the fact they pulled guns on your son and all that. You didn't think about any of that when you were doing that. I'm not even trying to be funny, but your son could have been another hashtag because we know that the mother, the, the FBI, Homeland Security, NYPD, and all these other fucking terrible ass cops and shit, they don't have no no problem putting bullets in black people. That is true. You could have been the reason you could have been responsible for your son or your husband becoming another fucking hashtag. And then the crazy part, well, let me just say this. When I was thinking about it, I don't think that they're broke. But I'm pretty sure her assets are frozen. Mm-hmm. So they she have doesn't be. have access to any of the money she made doing what she was doing. Yeah, they have, they have to be. Which, thankfully, Coach Shaw had enough sense to not combine finances with this ugly bitch. <laughs> because y'all would be homeless and set and, and down bad. Yeah, I would be needing a stimmy. 
But Which, you really you know, didn't think of, back, yeah. All of us need yeah, I still <laughs> need another stimmy. Yeah, let me let me take that back. Let me let, let me roll that back. <laughs> send the stimmy, Joe. You, <laughs> send them out. But you definitely didn't think about what the end result of this would be if you got caught. And you could, you probably could have went out on top, but you chose not to. Now, now everybody is sacrificing and, and pinching pennies and shit to help get you legal funds. Your son got to sell his Xbox controllers and shit. I'm innocent. I didn't do you not innocent. Homeland Security wouldn't even be involved if you was innocent. The FBI wouldn't be involved if you was innocent. Hey, you know how bad you got to be scamming for Homeland Security being false, my nigga. Um, I wonder, and I hope that we get to see this as we get closer to her trial, exactly how much money she made doing it. Because I'm pretty sure it's in the deep millions. Yeah, because Homeland Security and the FBI not coming after you for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, that's just a take. Yeah, right we got. Yeah, we got to be talking millions at this point. Millions and millions of dollars. Which now I see why y'all was renting houses, because legally y'all probably couldn't afford the houses y'all were renting. Based on legal income. Let's, you know, let's move to this. Uh, when is her first trial? of all, I don't know yet. You when know, it's going to hit the blogs when time comes. True. I do want to say that um, Lisa is a loser and Lisa is flip-flopping with Mary. Like you went from defend, 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 Meredith be Mary's friend again. Get, I mean, be Jen's friend again. Uh, everybody should be nicer to Mary to now is oh which oh Mary said this and Mary said she um Mary said that she what did she say oh yeah uh Mary said that this is what happens when you mess with her church it's like she has something to do with it that is exactly not what Mary was saying I don't fuck with Mary Crosby but Mary was basically just saying it's karma she tried to cause chaos in her life and now her life is full of chaos. At no point did Mary insinuate that she was responsible for what's happening to Jen Shaw. That was one of the biggest reaches. I reaches. was sitting to my TV looking like, I know y'all, are y'all fucking serious? Like of all the shit that you could reach about, that's what you, re- that's the one? Right. Which like is, this in is, no way. <laughs> this is how, again, I know, like as much as I do like this messy ass show, this is also how I know I'm watching a mostly white show because it, clearly none of y'all have heard the the phrase "what goes around comes around." Clearly, yeah, yeah, because that's all that Mary was saying. Now it's fuck Mary, but that's all that she was saying. That's it. Like it's always fuck Mary, but at this, this was the one thing where you you overshot your shot. <laughs> But again, th- and see, also, like, and also, I- Meredith hiring a private investigator to figure out who the fuck was stealing out of her store is not her having something to do what's going on with Jen. And I've been on Meredith's website. That shit she's selling is too expensive to just be letting motherfuckers walk out her store with it. So yeah. If I too could afford it, I'm gonna hire a private investigator to see who the fuck was stealing out my goddamn store. Correct. 
Jen has done a lot to Meredith um, to where I absolutely agree with the fact that I would never be friends with this bitch again. Not only were you nasty and bigoted towards my son, but you allowed your employees to steal from me. Ain't no way you think we friends. You don't think we friends. Right. Like you can you can play the victim all you want to, but Jen Shaw does not consider Meredith a fucking friend and we know it. That's correct. If I have a company and my friend Jeremy has a store, let's say my friend is selling sneakers. Okay, get his hand on rare collect rare sneaker collections and sneaker drops. And <laughs> me and my employees come in your store and my employee asks to see a pair of shoes and those pair of shoes magically go missing after y'all leave the store. And I find out that my employee was the one that took those shoes without paying for them. You're fucking fired. I may try to press charges against you. I'm going to let my friend Jeremy know that you stole and to prosecute you to the fullest extent of the law and you getting the fuck out of here. I'm not about to act like I don't know what the fuck happened. But then magically somebody brings the fucking shoes back to the store and that's the, you think that's going to be the end of the conversation. Good fucking night. Get the fuck out of here. Y'all are not friends. And I'm glad that Meredith is woman enough to say, I'm not friends with this bitch and I don't want to be friends with her. And she keep fucking asking y'all, which is a little unrealistic considering you're on a reality TV show. But Mm -hmm. I do understand Meredith saying, hey, I don't want to be around this bitch. Now, you can keep that energy when y'all are not filming. But Meredith, come on, you know, good and fucking well, based on the contract you probably signed, you have to be at things that Jen is present at. Yeah. That's like, the premise no, of the show. It's, it's, it's no way like to avoid that, unfortunately. I mean, I get, don't get me wrong. I get the energy. Because because listen, because let me tell you something. The way, listen, the way I'm quick to be like, who are they? Oh, they're there? Well, I'm not going. I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry not sorry. I, I would not be there. So I get it. Trust me, I get it. But realistically you're not gonna be able to just avoid the bitch unfortunately yeah because that's not how your contract is set up now once y'all start start filming yeah it's fuck it's fuck jen but and also if you don't want to be around her that badly then you have to forego being in a lot of the episodes and when you're not in a lot of the episodes you're not gonna get a check hello now i'm not saying you need the money but I'm saying if all you got to do, if you could just make money for showing up, looking fierce and talking shit, hand me the check. Give me your check. Tag Hello? me in because I would keep all the chaos going every time Cause, cause I would I'll see Jen shot. Because, nigga, I'll free. talk shit for free. <laughs> Hello? Every time I would see Jen shot at an event, I would cuss the bitch out. Like, she oh. would get sick of coming around. I'm like, oh, look look what Jigsaw decided to drag look, in. Look, look at Sticky Fingers. If it ain't Miss uh, Miss Gamonomics herself. Well, if it ain't Miss Cell Block 4221. If it ain't inmate number, you on your way to jail mm. that way. Well, if it ain't, if it ain't free Who'd credit connect to get in here? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I would talk shit every time I see her. 
and speaking of talking shit, I don't think Jenny is overreacting. I don't. I'm sorry. I do not. She's not overreacting. She's not. Because if the tables was turned and she told Mary, I love your nappy hair. You know, I'm glad if she started if she started using racial epithets and if she started using, um, you know, if she started doing the shit that Mary did to her. They would run that bitch off that show. You know, I'm glad we're here. I'm glad we're here. If you will allow me, friend. Take it away. Take it away. Because I saw a little bit of this discourse. Um, and there are, um, I'm sorry, but I am not about to put up no goddamn black or power fist for no fucking Mary Crosby. Because what the fuck Ever. she said was racist as fuck. It was. And we're not finna sit here and play dumb and act like it was. Um, number two. Mary... Not, I'm not only not finna put up a black. This not Mary for... first rodeo. Yeah, with saying you, 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 with you know being, this not her first rodeo. She's anti-black. She's anti, and she's prejudiced. Now, yeah. technically, black people can't be racist because we don't have the power structure to go with our prejudice. But she's definitely very, very prejudiced against her own people and other minorities. Go ahead, yeah. Jeremy. I just want to throw that in. No, that's where I was going with it. Because, and the reason I say I put a pin in that. Um, earlier because remember the very first season when Jen and fucking Mary fell out when Jen brought to the when Jen brought up that Mary was saying you know what the fuck she said she was like she don't like like certain black people at gas stations and whatever and like she clutched her purse and then she confirmed what she what the fuck she said at the goddamn reunion and because remember we clocked Jen was like okay what she said was foul. It was prejudice, racist, you know, whatever. And she admitted to the shit. But like, you and her were friends before this show. So like, you up here doing all this grandstanding. If you was cool with her saying the shit before the show, but now all of a sudden you got an issue with it, then what the fuck does they say about you? So this ain't Mary's first rodeo being prejudice, anti. Whatever. So I'm not about to draw no black power fists like, oh, they oh, shit, Jenny's overreacting. And I mean, Mary wrong, but look at how they talk to her. Hell, look at how Mary talk to people, period. About people, to people, with people. Like, this is a motherfucker that don't respect other human, human beings unless it's her damn um, <laughs> what do what? What what Jen said to what Candace Uncle Fucker, whatever the fuck she said, <laughs> said about Robert Sr. Unless it's that nigga and her son. And even then, hell Mary don't respect no goddamn body. So no, I'm about to not about to put on no goddamn black power fist for no fucking Mary Crosby, which is and also not another... only that. Oh, go ahead. And not and not only that, if this if Mary was this comfortable saying that directly to Jenny face. I know she says other prejudice shit about other people and y'all have glossed over it because deep down in y'all hearts, y'all are, y'all are racist. Hello, You white women are racist and y'all did not think twice about a black woman saying anti-black shit or prejudice things about other people of color. Let's be honest. Let's call a thing a thing. You know why they do that? It took you know, you it took why? another person of color to say that's fucked up. That's not okay. You know, and why? everybody's sitting there like, "Oh, I didn't know." Talking about her eyes was a, uh, 
I didn't. Y'all knew. Y'all just don't give a fuck. Correct. Oh, oh but you, you know why though? You know, you know why you uh, what you said though? Because if Mary says it, it's not as bad as if they say it. They say they it. Let yeah. Us say it. Even like Lisa with the Mexican thug comment, you knew she said that when y'all were up in Vail. But you just now bringing it up now. Mm. You're just now saying something now. Which, can I say this? And I've said this before, but it bears repeating. Why do you motherfuckers act like y'all scared of Mary? He ain't shit to be scared of. And while we here, the bitch is such a coward that she's she refused to come and film the reunion because she doesn't want to be held accountable for the various prejudice things she said. She doesn't want to have to face Jen Shaw after Jen Shaw has seen the shit that she said about her when they were on the veil trip. She's a fucking coward. You smiling in this girl face talking about, oh, nobody need to correct me on how I feel about Jen Shah. No, you are a fucking fraud just like her. Right. And you definitely are trying to keep the focus on Jen because it's some it's some awful shit going on in that church of let's, yours. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's get to the root. And you don't want to be asked no questions about that. Because because remember, there was rumblings because remember that remember that damn um that damn video that came out that audio about when she was cussing out her damn congregation. Remember, remember, Andy brought that up on the last reunion and she refused and she to stumbled answer. over that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was before the, the new shit that's coming out about the, you know, murmurs about her, about the church. She ain't sleep. She just don't want to answer for that shit. And for that, Miss Mary Crosby, you and them goddamn uh, Gruntilda from Banjo-Kazooie ass wigs. Bitch, you are a coward. There's you are nothing a coward in this 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 is likely the last time we'll see Mary Crosby on Salt Lake City because Andy takes it really personal when the when the housewives don't show up for reunions. Like that's a big no-no. Especially you need to come and no stand up reason. in your shit. Come stand up in your shit. Stand up like, in your mess. Like if there's a like legitimate reason that you can't show up, okay, cool. But you just flat out not showing up. Like ain't no medical reason, ain't nobody die. Ain't no funeral. Like nothing. nothing. You just gonna like just not show up now. Nah. Yeah. No. And it looked like the episode that's airing tonight is gonna be messier than last week's episode, if possible. It looked like the girls gonna get close to fighting. Jen and um Lisa. Yeah. Yeah. Which can we talk about how this motherfucker Lisa again? This is a Lisa Barlow hate podcast, but the bitch is a super villain. And God damn it, she keeps the mess going. She keeps the mess this, going. This motherfucker done, done flip most this motherfucker done done flip more goddamn size than Kyrie Irving dribbling. Boy, I swear to God. Absolutely. She done went from she done went from fighting with Jen. She done went from being friends with Jen to fake acting like she don't know who Jen is now. She done went from fighting with Mary to being on Mary's side to now. Being sisters with Meredith to now they not close. I wouldn't be close with you either. Right. She don't went from being enemies with Whitney to now her Whitney ski diving and shit. Yeah. I just want to know what did you expect your relationship with Meredith to be after you went on a, a, a campaign for Meredith to be friends with Jen? 
what what do you expect like if you're supposed to be one of my best friends one of my sisters you shouldn't even be friends with this bitch after the stuff she was saying about marks brooks whatever the nigga name is you shouldn't be friends with her that should be your nephew right correct you are a flip-flopping snitching ass weirdo and we don't fuck with you over here at the network. Go find you somebody to play with for you get beat up. That's what I will recommend to you. Fucking weirdo. Um, That was it for Salt Lake City. And before we get out of here, we're going to discuss this interview with... uh, What was the name of that movie? 12 Years a Slave. What was the name of it? Uh, you know which movie I'm talking about? I'm talking about the Django, is it? No, not not the Django. Yeah, I think it was uh, twelve years a slave. Yeah, but we we finna discuss this interview with uh, Ariane Curry, aka Twelve Years a Mistress, because <laughs> <laughs> first things first, I would have never done that interview. You should have took that to your grave. Really and truly, with no damn Tasha K. You really and truly should have took that whatever you know to be true. You should have took it to your grave because you thought you were gonna do this interview and it was going to paint you in a better light and paint Melody in a worse light. But the fact of the matter is, you were a consenting and willing participant in this situation. You were not lied to. You were not bullshitted. You stayed because you were in love and you had hoped that this married man would eventually leave his wife. It's the, it's a, it's a classic, you know, it's the, it's the thing. It's what they all do. It's what they all do. But you didn't anticipate that you would still look like a fucking loser so i'll cover the basics about the interview first things first ariane says that she met martel at a barbecue when she was 24 and um his cousin got her number for martel and they started dating and about nine months in you know uh she found out he was married and they could they she proceeded for it after she found out he was married they still were intimate she said that melody hope didn't find out about the affair until she and martel had already been intimate and all this kind of stuff now this the kicker the bitch said it took her getting older to realize that black women should have more respect and boundaries for other black women's marriages. When I, I hollered when she said that. At 24, you had, how much older did you need to get? Cause in my mind, you should have knew that at 24. If we are to be honest, you should have known that at 18. You was a grown titty woman approaching 30 before you realized you should not be a man's mistress. Go to hell, girl. You know what was she, the, like one of the funniest things for me in the whole interview is that she kept saying how much she had grown 
um, during this whole thing because she kept differentiating her, uh, like her now 31 self and her 24 self. And yet she kept talking about all this growth and maturing that she's done and this, that, and the third. And yet she could not bring herself to say, I had a part in fucking up a marriage by continuing as a matter of fact, to go, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, as a matter of fact, she feel that she didn't have a part in destroying a marriage because it was a married man who was persistently pursuing her. First things first. You could have said, my nigga, you married. If you are that unhappily married, get single and come back to me. And then I will give you an opportunity. You knew he was married and you still continued with the relationship. Then she says that there's a number of reasons why she won't apologize to Melody for what's happened, including things that happened behind the scenes that the public doesn't know about. Saying that Melody brought her hairstylist and friends to Ariane's home she said she wasn't trying to fight, but who brings three people to your house? She went on to say it's the wife's responsibility to check her man, not the other woman. I'm going to be honest. I disagree with that. You said that you fucked this man for six years and you were pregnant three times. And one of those pregnancies has resulted in a child who is over the age of one now. Your ass needs to be checked as well as his. You knew he was married. You knew what would happen if his wife found out about it. And I'm not talking about her coming to beat your ass or nothing. You knew it would hurt that woman. And now you're on here talking about Melody and Martell are using you as a storyline. They wouldn't have had you as a storyline to use if you had kept your legs closed to married men. We wouldn't be here. And you are mad that Melody has turned her pain into profit. Because her being transparent and talking about this situation has absolutely made Love and Marriage Huntsville one of the top reality TV shows on our TVs. Just be honest and say that this bitch is making a bag and I want to make a bag too. You're damn sure ain't finna make one going to no fucking Tasha K. You for sure. Talking about nobody chases a married man. How many times we heard you calling that man back to back to back? You was definitely doing some chasing. You was calling that man phone back to back to back and hanging up when his wife would answer. We heard you on speakerphone talking to Martell on one of the episodes. Yeah. You were a willing participant. Child support that he wasn't paying. You wasn't chasing no married man, but you were definitely devoted to one. Let's let's say that. No, he may not. You didn't pursue him. He may have pursued you, but you absolutely devoted yourself to being a third party in this situation. And so like you have you, responsibility and culpability in the situation. If you didn't want him, you literally could have told him to get the fuck on. Because like, nigga, you married. But you didn't. And then, so... Then she's talking about she don't ever want to make yeah, she don't want to make peace with Melody because too much has happened. Not enough has happened because you really still deserve to get your ass beat. (laughs) 
ain't that much happened because she ain't never laid a finger on you and you should be glad that she's a different type of graceful woman because I absolutely would have beat you the fuck up. For sure. For sure, I would have beat you up. Not just because of the disrespect. Just because you are trying to drag my name through the mud like I fucked your husband. <laughs> but you know, but you know what's so funny? You better hope that God continues to tell Mel to go in a different direction because a motherfucker like me would sit and watch and wait for you to one day get happily married and then I would fuck your husband and then we would be even. Yes, I would. If it took years, I would keep a watchful eye out. And then one day I would give your husband a little piece of pussy. And then, and only then, would the score be even? This bitch is a bozo. She don't know what a two-parent household is. And, you know, you know, this bitch said a two-parent household was her two parents, even though they was living separately. <laughs> <laughs> she says at one point, she and Melody were pregnant at the same time. She said Martel asked her to abort the son they have now, but she refused to terminate another pregnancy. She says that she suffered one miscarriage, had one abortion, and then the son that's here now. I'm not. Why even would you go through all of that with a married man? When Tasha K said, uh, when Tasha K said, damn, Martel, how much money you got to pay for abortions? I hollered because I too had those questions. Because Lord knows we don't we don't talk about it. Lord knows Mel was the goddamn brains of the fucking operation. Which yeah, she said that she would like for the producers to spin the story elsewhere. If I'm not on there to speak for myself, I would like for you all to stop using my likeness. I want y'all to stop using me. I'm tired of it. I want y'all to stop making it seem like I ruined a family. I want y'all to stop using well, my likeness be. to carry the weight of six individuals. I'm done and I'm tired of it. The crazy part is it was still enough drama where if Mel and Martel decided to stop talking about you being a mistress, it would have still been a messy show. It still would have been messy. But the fact that all of this came to be while this show was filming the first season, it absolutely is going to be a big part of the storyline because we've never seen anything like this happen in the history of reality TV. We usually see messiness and cattiness amongst the cast, but for the first season out, there to be a mistress scandal and a in a mystery in a outside baby scandal and an Come ongoing on, relationship in an ongoing relationship that's huge that's huge that's huge and it would they would have been a fucking fool not to use it for ratings yeah i don't care how she feel about it you call it exploitation they call it cha-ching is she it right says, is it right no but you know how you no. avoid all that say no to marry me she That's says how you do it. where she and Martell are today they are damaged I would say that is part of the reason why we're not together I can't separate reality and TV he can tell me they edit it like this that and all this all day long it's just a hard balance to separate the two and I can't separate what we do every day versus what plays every Saturday 
on her biggest regret. She says, I was not paying attention to what was going on publicly and I should have been. I should have said something a long time ago. I, that's one thing I regret, me being silent this whole time. Well, what the hell would you... And when she said that, I'm, my, the first inkling in my head is like, well, what the fuck do you mean you should have said something? Because like no, nothing you say is going to make you look good at this. Like literally nothing. I'm going to be honest. I feel like Martel fell out of love with Melody a long time ago and he was too much of a coward and a bitch to tell her because as my friend just said, she was the brains of the operation financially. If we look at where Martel and Melody are now financially and in their own career paths, she's fucking thriving. He's filing for bankruptcy. He can't get a business loan for a line of credit. He still doesn't have his builder's license. He is stagnant. She was moving them along financially. She was just, he was just the face of it. Because we live in a patriarchal society where more people are willing to invest and spend money with you when they feel like a man is leading the operation. But as we see it now, Melody was was the person behind the scenes making business moves that were benefiting both him and her. Mm. So he was a coward. He was a coward. And I do feel this man really cares for, for his, for Ariane. I'm not going to even, technically she's a mistress, but if we're being realistic, this man had created a whole, that was his girlfriend and he had created a whole life with her. But you knew he was married from jump. Cause I believe Huntsville ain't that goddamn big. You knew he was married from jump. Even if Huntsville was a huge city, even if it was big as fucking LA or New York city, you still knew he was married because this motherfucker wasn't spending nights with you. He was going home every night to his fucking family. You knew also, the red also, flags were there. Uh, also, until this interview, because I don't think we ever talked about it. I did not know she was that young when Martel first he started. He definitely giving us predatory. Yeah. And she she stumbled when she said the age when they met. I believe she was younger. Yeah. I definitely believe but she I was believe younger. 24 was an age she could say where people wouldn't be looking at Martel as a predator. But Martel is in his 40s. He and Mel are in their 40s. She's just she's 30, 31 now. Yeah, now. Now. I definitely believe he met her when she was like 21 or 22. So and even then, because like that would make like what Martel was in his what, like mid 30s? Yep. So even then. Yep. Even then it's still creepy. Still creepy. A majority of the responsibility of this situation absolutely falls on Martel, and he is paying dearly because nobody wants to touch him with a ten foot a ten foot pole business wise. This motherfucker is making shirtless calendars and all, and and meal prepping and and all type of shit. <laughs> you know, turn into a, a but TikTok he's not vegetarian. He's, yeah, he's not seeing the money that he was seeing as a as a land developer. Millions of millions of millions of dollars in that. 
doing Cal- he doing he doing go, some Cal- go talk to the, the at. go go talk to the Scots and look at how much money uh Marceau is seeing as a land developer. He's definitely being punished for it. He definitely has a stain on his reputation, but she deserves some responsibility too. Because you knew better. You're not going to tell me at 24 you didn't know that you had no business messing with a married man, let alone getting pregnant by him three times. And the crazy part, the part that should really stand out in her mind is that that man is only single now because his ex-wife wanted a divorce. He was not the one willing to file for divorce. If Melody would have wanted to work it out and continue to work it out with him, he would still be home with Melody and his kids. You would still be but a mere afterthought. Something to do when she's busy. Or when he mad at her. You shouldn't feel good about that. You should be embarrassed that this man is only single because Melody Hope filed for divorce. And she's changing her name back. So if you feel so inclined to want to be a Hope now, you do that for yourself. Melody says she's going back to her maiden name. She's good. She don't need to be no parts connected to that nigga, but except for them kids. So they single now. She He's single now. He still don't want you. Y'all still not together. So what was the reason? What was the purpose? Why would you have babies with somebody like that? That man single and mingling and he still don't want to be with you. You still, you a late night creep while he's single. Shouldn't me. Baby, I don't know what your upbringing was like, but you need to get in some therapy and some counseling and you really need to unpack all of this kind of shit. It's time to do some unpacking of why you believe that this was the path you was destined to go down. Because it was it was avoidable like a motherfucker. But you went running head first into a brick wall like a crash test dummy. I will say Martel got he he got a type. He damn sure got a type. Looking he got at a type. She's very look, pretty. Looking at her and looking at Mel. He damn sure got a type. She's very pretty. She's stupid, though. Brain smooth. Which brings us, as we close out, that brings us back to the theme of the show. A lot of these motherfuckers got smooth brains. They ain't got the sense God gave an ant. Now, before we leave, now, now, what did you think of her talking about when she was with Martell and the husbands and shit was going down allegedly? Now, what was your thoughts? On I believe that. that. I absolutely okay. believe that. Okay, because I, I do too. It. I absolutely I believe, believe it. I'm going to tell you, when it, I have seen situations where men have brought their mistresses around the family and the family never uttered a word to the wife. One thing I have seen is that black families will always and forever go up for black men, no matter how shitty they are, act and treat other people and other women. I absolutely believe she met his mama way before all of this shit came to be, before she had that other kid. I believe she went to family functions, family barbecues. I believe she was hanging out with him and his boys. I believe her when she said she went to Vegas with them. I believe her when she says they met up in Atlanta and everything. I believe her. Yes, I do. I don't think she's lying about that. Me. And when we go back to the reunion, when Marceau tried to act like uh, 
you know, he never seen them be intimate or hugging, kissing, laid up together. He's lying. He was trying to cover his ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. that, that honestly, the whole interview, that was the true juice to me because I absolutely believe. Yeah, I believe it too. I don't think she's lying about that. Mm-hmm. So uh mm, next season gonna be mighty interesting. I and you know what? I'm gonna be honest. I do agree that if they're going to continue to talk about her, her likeness, bring her on this fucking show and let's really turn it up a notch. <laughs> That is true, but I don't think that'll happen because Mel got a uh, producer credit. Because Mel is, yeah, she's producer. But, but you're right, if though. She wasn't, you are right. <laughs> bring her on this fucking show. Y'all done had her on speakerphone and all kind mm. of shit. Bring her on the fucking show. Turn it mm. up a notch. Let's really get it cracking. Let's go. Because I mean, I'm already because I'm already tuning in. But when I tell you, I will be on. I might even live tweet if if y'all do that. Hello. Hello, I would put my chair dead in front of the TV. Eyesight be damned to watch it. <laughs> so, yeah, I absolutely agree with her on that. Let's everybody get a bag. Fuck it. But like you said, Melody has um, executive producer credits. So that'll never happen unless she steps completely away from the show, like in totality, mm. not being on the show, not producing the show. And right. she's too smart to lose that bag. Yeah. But if anything, thank you for doing an interview to show us just how stupid you are and how delusional you are. It is appreciated. Side chick rights. Okay. (laughs) Bye, everybody. We'll see y'all back next week. Okay? Jeremy is on some bullshit. Let me get up out of here. I'm trying to find the stop recording button. This nigga crazy. Uh, Happy Sunday, everybody. Happy New Year. And uh, yeah, we out. (laughs) Peace.